All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Three. Two, one. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 40. To my left is Young Rick. Across the table from me is Young Coom. And to my right is Young Dan. We are very happy to be here for another episode as we lead into the offseason, getting closer to the draft. Stanley Cup finals are winding down. But first... I want to go ahead and thank our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant, for making this all possible. Go ahead and give them a follow on Twitter, at Sherwood Ford, and on Instagram, at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. And also, be sure to keep an eye on their social media and on their website as well for Racing for a Cure. It's happening on June 22nd to support and benefit the Stollery Children's Hospital. And it's a great cause, great people, happy to help them, happy to have the nation truck in there. Keep an eye out for that as always. And if you see the Nation Truck, hashtag it with Nation Truck and you could be entered to win a $100 gift card. Daniel, how excited are you about gift cards? Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. I think the truck is the truck has been more photographed in the last like hold week. Back that excitement a bit here. <laughs> yeah, the, sorry, I'm focusing on trying to make sure our levels are all good and all this because so Yurem Chuck has abandoned us. No Yurem Chuck. He's been on the job for two weeks and then he takes off on vacation. He's getting that big money though. It must be right because he's in Vegas right now. He's in Vegas. He's blowing like all he's... of it. You know the scary thing about that kid is you'll see him sitting there in a corner on his cell phone playing slot games where he's actually putting real money into the slot game. That's true. He does do that. He was telling me about that on the Real Life Podcast on Monday, how I'm worried Tyler has a gambling issue. Well, who sent him down there then? This is actually a thing that he does. He pays for a mobile game of slots. Yes. He does know we have these things called casinos, right? Well, I think he ends up there too. Oh, man. He's sitting at the casino doing his role, and if the casino is moving too slowly, whips out his phone and plays. He's got two going on at the same time. Does he know about craps? I don't, I don't know if he knows about craps. Well, he's he's heavy into sports so he, betting. He doesn't know how to play like the actual games. He just wants to look at the screen. 
Because that's where <laughs> it's the it's the colors and yeah. the spinning. It it's keeps just us, like keeps us attention. on Twitter and you see the likes and the retweets coming in. You get that big adrenaline high. That's what Tyler likes. He's All like, I hope is that he's saving <laughs> enough money for himself to make a visit to PF Chang's. Does he know about uh, Taco Bell Cantina? You guys set him up with this information, didn't you? We tried to. But he was ignoring me because he was he playing spinning to, slots on his phone. If he doesn't go to P.F. Chang's, we're, gonna, we're all going to kick his ass. Get one of those fish bowls that you got, Cam, yeah. when we were there. One of those fish bowls. Like nine ounces of booze in it. That was a good one. That kept me, uh, that kept me feeling <laughs> loose for the rest of the day. We passed that thing around the table. It barely dented it. <laughs> it was Pretty like fantastic. Aqu- it was like an aquarium. I think the moral of this story, people listening to this right now, is go to P.F. Chang's. They have excellent Kung Pao shrimp. And excellent. Great value on tall boys. At the CVS. I love of that the Sherwood Ford ad turned into a P.F. Chang's ad. Oh, I am sure our friends at Sherwood Ford love P.F. Chang's. Not only are they great people, I know they have great taste. And that means, of course, P.F. Chang's. I would love to take the Sherwood Ford people to P.F. Chang's. Corey Owen P.F. Chang's, he would love it. Of course. Of course. Hey, I'm Corey Owen here at P.F. Chang's. Getting some Kung Pao shrimp. <laughs> Stuff those in his pocket. I love it. He'd love it. We'd all love it. Dan? You still excited? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> what are you most excited about? The tip stash on the truck. Yeah. I got yeah. to give Sherwood Ford a, yes. credit, a lot of credit for that. Because they were, they were real quick real quick to respond to our campaign where we want Dave Tippett to have his uh, sweet duster that he had back from his playing days and a little bit in his coaching time. Um, and the, our friends at Sherwood Ford immediately Next got day. to cutting it out and putting it on the old Sherwood Ford Nation truck. If you see the Nation truck cruising around the city, look out for the tip stash on the front of it. I gotta give Jay credit here right now because I saw the truck as I walked in here today. It is looking good. Clean? He's, he kept it clean. I know he is yeah. on, I think he was in Calgary yesterday so that's yep. That's a two and back highway trip. And Calgary bugs. is just a dirty city. Horrible. Just gross. Horrible. But you know how, what kind of bugs can get on it at the end, at mm-hmm. the, at yep. the end of one of those trips. She was sparkling when I pulled up, and that wasn't just from the rain. The rain's not going to take off those insects. Here's a challenge for all of you listening. If you are taking a picture of the nation truck, not only to enter the draw for the gift card, try to bust Jay if that thing is dirty. And if it is dirty, we're going to shame him for it publicly. We'll take away the keys. Throw them into the ditch. Seems fair. Strong but fair. Today, gentlemen, I want to start off this show, this podcast... Something that I know is going to annoy Rick. Oh, no. When I brought it up earlier, <laughs> he was already annoyed. <sighs> yes, a pulley RV rumors. At this point, it has kind of come out that his camp is open for a trade. In fact, earlier this week, there was a report out of Finland that he was going to be signing with a KHL team that did not happen. Completely an- false because that team that he was reportedly going to sign with, Jokerit. They don't even have his rights. Nor is his NHL contract technically finished until July 1st, so he can't even go there anyway. Exactly. Now, where things got a little bit spicier was later on in the day, one Bob McKenzie would made a radio hit, and his quote was, in regards to Pugliarvi, his preference is to play in the NHL. His preference is also to be traded out of Edmonton. I don't think there's any secret about that. So, Rick, I'm going to start with you. You're a passionate Pugliarvi guy. Tell me about it. I know for a fact that he wants to play in the NHL. I know for a fact that he can play in the NHL. I think he just wants a, a fair shake. Um, I think he has a, the last year's injury issues has really gotten into him. Um, he, you know, he's the type of guy that you need a lot of confidence. 
You've seen the smile on his face. When you smile that big, you frown that big. He's a guy <laughs> who needs who's, needs confidence to be at his best. He started out last year. He came into camp. He was looking good. He was feeling good. Put on muscle. Lost some fat. He had some speed going. Really great start to the year. Preseason was looking perfect. He was out there skating past guys. He was looking like he was on track for the type of player we, we had going to the season. I think it was, we talked about this upstairs, three game three, four or five, whatever it was in Winnipeg. He was the best player on the ice. Now, I believe he had a little bit of pain at that point, but he was still able to get past it or maybe it wasn't that bad yet. And it progressed as the year went on. As it went on, he was less capable of doing the things that make him successful. He couldn't use his size. He couldn't use his speed. He became a perimeter player because he couldn't get in into the box in there. Now, that has all been fixed. He is skating. He is training. He is feeling damn near 100%. He's going to have a revitalized uh, self-confidence in him. He's got a new GM. He's got a new coach. This pretty much is the fresh start he needs. He likes the city. He's getting comfortable here. We need to just get through the summer without moving him. And let's see what we have come October. He's Even if this is a we're putting a bet on him, I think it's a well-placed bet. To me, uh, you, you kind of touched on my point, is that I could see why he would want a fresh start um, based on just kind of how the first couple of years have gone. But this year, we have a new coach who's known to be a player's coach. He's been described as such. If you haven't read Gregor's interview with Shane Doan at OethersNation.com, go check that one out because Doan talks about how much players like Dave Tippett. That could be a fresh start. It's not Hitchcock yelling uh, about having an onion on his belt. <laughs> Ken Holland's here. He's a little bit more patient probably than Pistol Pete. That could be the fresh start in the same space. Cam? Do yes. you care? What? Tell me about Pulley Cam. Okay. <laughs> um, We're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I kind of kind of zone out there. Uh, turn I'm, I'm turn doing, his headphones back I, up. I, I, I'm doing my best, Chris, the intern imitation, because usually we would have Chris sitting over in the corner, like checking his email and spacing out. <laughs> now I'm doing that because nobody else is doing it. But no, I think it would be impossibly Oilers to sell low on Jesse Pugliarvi right now. You're they've never going to even win the trade. have done that so many times with so many guys. You look back and it's like, oh, this guy had a bad season. Let's trade him right now for literally nothing. That's what we saw. Strom was having a bad time, so they traded him for Spooner. And it's like, don't do that anymore. Wait, give a guy a chance, like pump their value. And if you, even if you don't have long-term aspirations of that player sticking around, like, you know, Pugliarvi hates it here for some reason, or you think he's a dick. I don't know. I don't think either of those two things are accurate, but if that's the case and they don't have long-term plans for this kid, at least throw him on a line with Connor McDavid for like 40 games and pump up his value, right? That's what they never did with Neil Yakupov. It made no sense. It's like, this guy can put the puck in the net. If he goes and buries 20 goals playing with McDavid, then some dumbass GM will take him for, you know, something good. So don't just dump him when he hasn't played well. And all, there's also the angle, too, that Zach Cassian asked for a trade last year. That, that was a thing early in the year, and then nothing happened of it, and he went on to have a career year in goals. Cough, cough, Milan Lucic last summer. Cough, cough. Well, yeah, I mean, Milan Lucic has been asking for a trade basically since he got here. Can't do anything with it. Yeah, good luck. Can't move Milan. Sorry. Although I see he's, out, he's at the Louvre today. That's very nice. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Milan. We won't uh, take shots you take. Dan, what's your thought on Pugliarvi? I think I was kind of of the opinion that where there's smoke, there's probably something to it. Um, that there's that there might be something going on with with his options for the KHL. I just think that, as we said, there's it's it's preemptive. 
he doesn't know he probably hasn't even spoken to the GM and the coach that much um, so I think that there's a lot of unknowns going for uh, for Puliarvi right now um, I'd hate to see him I'd hate to see him backtrack and regress you know go to the KHL and and play with with lesser competition I just think that we've already outlined all the you know all the pluses there for him to to stay here in Edmonton, and I just I just hope he I hope he sticks it out and I hope he gives a gets a show me kind of contract where he can he can strut his stuff with his new hips and and uh, <laughs> strut his stuff with his new hips and uh, <laughs> you know, his hips don't lie. Man. Well, hey, just you know, it's one of those things. Like that was that was a you know to me that's a major surgery. I know it was I know it wasn't that intrusive, but that's a that's a big thing when you go from it's going to change a lot for him. Yeah, you go from Dusty in, in the early season saying that uh, that Jesse was complaining about some pain and, and some issues there, and the Oilers telling him to just kind of what's in his get leg, and you, yeah, you know, you know, there's going to be some sort of um, language barrier there. Mm-hmm. I know that I don't think he really ex- expresses himself all that well. Uh, I think he's a little more shy. He's a little more reserved in these situations. Yep. So I can see somebody like that kind of keep it inside and yep. just trying to fight through it. No, exactly. And so, so he for him, he's a he's a he's a good good battler. He's a good warrior. And I just think that if he gives it a chance, that there there's good things coming for him now. Maybe some, more than ever. Maybe some fresh hips. He stops doing that tripod thing. Where he gets the puck and he tries to weave through the opposition by spreading his leg really far and sticking his stick out as far as it can go. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to occupy as much space as I can. Well, I think what he can do now is he can bend the knees a little bit more, drop the hips a bit, and he can use his body When a he lot. does that, he looks like a trigonometry problem. He's, like, <laughs> <laughs> He's creating a big triangle. It's the problem, <laughs> problem for the defenseman. Because he's, he's a big body, man. You can't really push him off if he, uh, if, he wants, if he wants that puck and he's got... All of this strength there, pushing him off. Well, that's what he was doing when he was at the World tough. Juniors and he put up like 17 points that year with Finland. Is he was just cruising around guys, dummy and defenseman behind the net and just like looping the puck around all over the place. It was wild to watch. But well, I agree with what Rick said. Sorry, Bagnoka. I agree with what Rick said, though. You put him with McDavid and you see what happens. If if his value is up and you're not happy with him as a player, fine. I don't think I like him with McDavid because they're both guys who kind of need the puck to carry through the neutral zone. But you I just said see- it like two minutes ago. No, I'm just joking. No, I definitely did. <laughs> that was me. I, I, like oh, okay. I like him actually with, with somebody like Nuge. Um, maybe even Drysaddle if you take them off. But Connor. Connor likes to enter the puck, enter the zone with the puck, and I think you kind of want the same thing out of Pooley RV. So we'll do first with the second line. We'll 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 do the Drysdale and Nugent Hopkins. We'll try them together, and then we'll put Pooley RV as the other winger. And then on the top line, we'll have McDavid playing with Nylander and Cole Caulfield. <laughs> that's a lot of skill. In Run the your Nylander sets. trade again while we got uh, well, we've got a minute. Go ahead. We're gonna sell high on Darnell Nurse. He's a he's a Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds boy. Kyle Dubas loves that. Had him there in the OHL. Acquire William Nylander. And there's your there's your perfect winger. For is that your straight up trade? Is that a one for one? That's it. Yeah. It, it's it's an interesting trade because Toronto. If we're following Cam's rabbit hole a little bit, Toronto needs to clear cap space. That would clear cap space, all at least in the interim. Mm-hmm. The Oilers desperately need a top six winger. No doubt, William Nylander is definitely that. Preferably he's, he's a shooter good. too, somebody who can score from the perimeter, somebody who can score from above the circles. We don't need another playmaker. We need someone who can score goals. Yeah, just straight up shooter, straight shooter. That's what they need. Um, could that happen? I could see it happening. Will Ken Holland see it that way? Who knows? I honestly, if you were to guess, just pure speculation, if you were to guess what Ken Holland does this summer, 
I would guess he does more tinkering in the bottom six than any major trades because he's going to do that thing where he's going to see what he has, right? Something like that. I, I, I can't imagine him coming in and just making some wicked big yeah. trade. It'd be tough. It'd be tough for for anybody to come in when you don't really, you know, he hasn't been watching the Oilers players. This wasn't a move that was on the horizon or anything. Nonetheless, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a, a, a plug situation at left D, and we have four NHLers, and we have one guy who's gonna be an NHLer come October. About Caleb Jones? Yes. Happy birthday to him, by the way. Twenty-two. Oh, very yesterday. much happy birthday. Um, so I can see, like, I know you said it would be like little tinker trades, but I can see a bigger trade come from moving a defensive player just because you have an abundance. And that's going to help you just do tinker trades when it comes up, up front. I, all five, man, three of them have to stay. And Russell's obviously the first one that I'd like to see go. And after that, uh, it's between Sekera and Nurse. And I, honestly, I think the, the return for Nurse would be far greater. Also, with the fact that his next contract could be... It's going to make more than six mil for sure. It's going to be hefty, for right? For sure, for sure. Like you uh, saw, well, who was that guy that Dallas just signed? There was, a, there was a D-man that Dallas just signed for like five and a half mil a year who put up like Polak? 25 points. No, it wasn't Polak. It was one of their key guys. It Was it, was it Essa Lindell? Something Might have been like Lindell. Essa Lindell? I don't know. Oh, or, the, 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 the guy who dies all the time? What? The guy who dives all the time? Oh, that guy. I yeah. he should die. <laughs> I thought he died. He's still alive. What are you talking about? He doesn't He's do like, it all the time. Uh, we're going to get into the trade rumors because we were talking about it before upstairs before we started recording. Of course, our friends at Sherwood Ford. I just want to say I appreciate you. I want to appreciate all the things you're doing. Race for a cure. Again, June 22nd. That is a Saturday. If you want to participate, go over to their social media, to their website. They've got all the details there at Sherwood Ford on Twitter, at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant on Instagram. Help them raise money to benefit the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation. Race for the Cure, again, June 22nd, on their website, SherwoodFord.ca. A lot of details there. Live help there, live chat. Get in the live chat. Waste some company time. Talk to the fine people at Sherwood Ford. We also have a team bag milk that people can uh, they can donate to uh, to the cause as well. I will put up the link on our socials after the episode. So on ON Radio Podcast, we'll have all the stuff you need. Tasty little links all in one place. Now, going to back to the rumors, we were talking about it upstairs. Looking at the Oilers' D right now, there is Andre Sequeira's a lefty. Clefbaum's obviously a lefty. Daryl's a lefty. Chris Russell's a lefty. Uh, Petrovic, I don't even remember what hand he's he right. didn't play. He's, he's not, right. he's not he's coming righty. back. Uh, there's... Uh, off track here again. They were talking about, I was reading a couple of things this morning, are, are the Oilers going to be able to afford to sign Alex Chase on? And it just annoyed me that we're still here with Alex Chase on when Keith Kresge could have traded him at the deadline for whatever. Maybe a third round pick. Maybe a third round recoup, pick. You could recoup at, the draft pick. At you, best, it was going to be a third. Yeah, but still. So really, it's going to come down to a fourth or a fifth. If you, we're get, losing our breath over a fourth or you fifth could draft give away, pick. You could give pick, away the guy... Crazy and get back the pick basically you gave up for Petrovich and then you can go and draft uh, Dmitry Samaruka. We were technically we are technically still part of the playoff run till April. Like math like you had to go if you went on God like bless a, where your heart is, If you man. went on like a four a four game winning streak which was oh, not geez. impossible. Did they win four games in a row this year? We did it seven <laughs> we did seven, didn't we? Yeah. What? Yeah, thank no, you. In December. Thank you. Right after Hitchcock came in, we had seven or Thank eight. Thank you. Was it seven in a row? Yeah. We, did it, like we did it at least two oh, strings Hitchcock. over five, I think it was. 
There was, the, there was the, it was the Hitchcock five. bump, and then Terry Jones put out the article that genius. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that yes. sunk it all. Yeah. And then they didn't win a game for like but a you, year you, after that. There was, there was a chance. What you did is you told the players you think are going to be there, hey, guys, we're doing a push here. We don't want to just sell off someone who's you know played decent with us for a fourth or fifth round draft pick. You're just trying to keep your players a little bit. It's say, hey, Connor, we're not totally giving up. Maybe we can sneak in. We know it's you know it's not a great opportunity, but we're not going to go and take any assets you have to try and sneak us in. We know that Petrovic wasn't on anybody's radar, but we're going to bring him in and he's going to fix us. Well, that was you. That was why well, he didn't play. So that stupid was just, GM. And at the same time, when they were also keeping everybody around not to tank it out, they traded Cam Talbot away for a goalie they refused to put in net. Yes, who Anthony Stolarz, of course, is now a UFA because he didn't get into enough appearances. Even at that point, I think you had to, you had to like, I'd still I try think, and sneak him in like seven or eight. But I don't think they had you any had aspirations to, of that guy. Well, you had to figure out exactly what you have in, in Koskinen. And if that means playing the last 30 games in a season that could be up, or you let him play. Were they letting him play every game because they thought maybe he gets injured? And they throw him on the LTIR next year, <laughs> and that's a problem solved. <laughs> yes, it's, that's probably exactly what it was. Within right, two weeks, they, they flip from being like, we're going to pay this guy four and a half million for three years to, fuck, we got to get this guy on the LTIR. Back to the defenseman. Rick, you said maybe a cowboy. Yep. Maybe Sakara moves out. To me, my preference would be to keep Sakara. He's a very valuable defenseman. Okay, but if you had to keep, if you, if you move two of the five, one's Russell, the other one, who's the other one then? To me, I like I wouldn't be opposed to moving Darnell Nurse, and just not because I don't like for, it. No, so for the high. same reason so that high. I for the exact same reasons that I said. So it's asset management. Exactly, it's yeah. not for the reason that I don't like Darnell Nurse. I actually quite like Darnell Nurse, but at three point two, he's got one year left at three point two million. Thanks to our friends at Puckpedia.com. Next year, he's going to get a sizable bump. Yeah, he's going to get a raise. Yep. So you look at look at what Essa Lindell signed for. I think it was. Hold on, I'm just googling it right now. He signed a, a, a contract worth five point eight million per season over the course of six years. He's coming off a season where he put up thirty-two points in eighty-two games. So that Lowell and Daryl got over forty last year. Yeah. So Nurse put up forty. I think it was forty-one points in eighty-two games, something okay. like that. And then that would make him the highest-paid defenseman on the Oilers. Yeah. Honestly, I could see them just moving him over to the right, trying to fix the forwards a little bit, and giving Holland. A full season to sit back and watch Nurse and Clefbaum and decide which one he wants to keep around. Because he still will be at RFA after this the coming season. So you never know. And Holland's going to want to see these guys. He's not being forced to move one right now. So he's going to want to sit back and, and watch them for a whole year. And I can see it. Just sit back and I will judge you at the end of the year which one I think is better for this team going forward. I think with Everything I know Clefbaum can do, plus his contract, that's kind of where I'd put my money, but we're not... Plus, you have all those guys coming up on the left side, too, right? you got to give Caleb Jones a role on the team. Well, exactly. I give Caleb the the third line. So we move Darnell to the right side. Now we have four on the left, and we ship uh, Russell out. leaves three on the left. Jones is the third one. And, yeah, you you kind of go through most of the season, and, and Holland can judge him as we get closer to the trade deadline and next offseason. Do you care what the return is for Russell, or do you just do it to clear space? No, I'm doing it to clear space. If I can get a quality third liner out of it, hell yeah. If we can pull off the Pat Maroon-type trade, perfect. But at the end of the day, I think you're just you're better off with the, with the uh, salary gap. Would you retain salary on dealing him if it meant getting something better? 
No, hold back, no, 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 hold back no, two no, mil no. from Russell, fifty percent. No, no, God, no. Uh, team for, takes him on for two mil for one year. It's a, it's two seasons left on his deal. Yeah, but if we part. did, we hold two million just this year, both years. No, God, then, no, because you can actually no, get something no, value next year. Him. He's only next year real cash. He's only like two point five. But if, but his cap hit if you retain half of it and a team's buying there's, Chris Russell for two million per year, I think there's value there, and the team might I, give up something like there's these. probably value there at three three and a half. Even we even at this table last year or whenever the contract was assigned, we said you know what, one year, two years at three three and a half, I'm fine with. Yeah. I think it's hefty, but it's a short term yeah. contract would be up. So retain one mil for both those years. If you have, three million if you have year. to, but I think you you can sell that on somebody, even if you brought a three million dollar contract back. Throw him at the Florida Panthers. I know Dale Talon loves that kind of thing. Yeah, once, they, once, who, they, once they drop money on the two Russians this year, they're not going to have this any guy, cash. That, that's the GM who actively tried to get rid of Jonathan Marcheseau and Riley Smith so he could keep Alex Petrovich in the expansion, in the expansion draft. Yeah, that was a so, big I mean, Throw Chris Russell at that, mistake. maybe get, um, maybe get a, like a middle forward back from that team. I don't know. I don't know the Florida Panthers very well, so my train no, of thought kind of collapsed. And that's what I said. Yeah, if you can get a, a third liner that maybe kind of fits the new game, He's got speed. He's a little aggressive. Can score a little bit. Kill penalties. You definitely penalty killers. So even if you can move him for a forward who can kill penalties, that's that's a bonus. Changing gears a little bit, I wanted to talk about Connor's leg. Connor is in the midst of recovery from a minor tear in his PCL, and. I uh, I just wanted to bring it up because he was making the rounds on doing his charity thing, his usual summer thing, and he was being asked about it, and he was wearing the brace, and everybody knows it, and the Oilers aren't really giving any information on it. There's probably no information to give. Well, that's a good point because I asked Gregor. Gregor flexed on a couple of people within the organization. They said he is where he was expected to be, hasn't started skating yet. He's doing his usual – he's doing whatever kind of training he can do which I assume is going to be some kind of, uh, I don't know, strengthening robot, robot things where he's got a bandana on or a blindfold on and he's stick handling through pylons while jumping on his good leg. I assume he's doing something like that. Are you concerned at all about Connor's leg, Daniel? I'm not. I think that a lot of the conjecture and, and made-up theories by the media, especially this week, have just been silly. What were the made-up theories? The Canadian press had a guy who did an interview with him. First of all, he asked him, "Are you gonna? What do you think of the Oilers' rebuild?" Which a lot is just of Eastern an absolute media? joke of a, a question. Of Eastern asked the guy. Yeah. media. No, exactly. And then he asked him about the injury, and Connor said, "I'm not going to comment on that." And then he was just like, "Yeah, but he had a noticeable limp." And he does not have a noticeable limp. Well, no, no, I've but seen he, him in Edmonton. I think. I think. It's fine that he has a limp because, like, when you're wearing a brace like that, of course it's gonna exactly. it's gonna hobble you. It's a bit. designed to hobble you. It's designed it's to not, not let it's you. It's not do even things. that bad. He was using an adjective at the very beginning there, where he wanted to like kind of create a bit of a storm about the injury. I've seen him. I've talked to him. He doesn't have that big of a limp. So unless he's gone backwards in the last three weeks, he does not have that big of. a He limp. also was on a slide. And he's wearing like so one of those ridiculous knee braces too. Yeah, that you know thing I mean? goes from like his ankle to halfway up his up his thigh, man. Like you're when I saw him uh, when I saw him at El Pinte playing Big Buck Hunter a few weeks ago. He was standing up real straight, holding yeah, that rifle. Exactly. So he's like, "Things gonna be okay." He took down a twelve point buck, and people are talking about his limp. As far as Good. I know, he's got Good. the high score on every Buck Hunter machine. I can. Uh, 
I hate to squash you on that. He's, he's not great at Buck Hunter. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Maybe whoa. if you got him some line mates, he could be good on the game. Who was yeah. he playing with? <laughs> Throw William Nylander in the game with him? Maybe he, they set the all-time record. You never know. He, need, he needs a little assistance out there, though. Speaking of uh, back on changes potentially happening, speaking of people on the move, news came out this week that Taylor Hall does not want to resign in Jersey. Well, maybe not. Well, that's that. surprising. He isn't talking extension yet. He's got one year left on his deal. One of the few things the Oilers did right with Taylor Hall was sign him to that deal. Value contract. Jay put out a tweet saying he does not want Hall back. I laughed because the reactions Speak were... Speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because he did use the royal we. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a bold we to throw out there. <laughs> because I would like Taylor Hall back. Did he say that because he kind of secretly wants them to end up in Calgary? Yeah, absolutely. I would hate if Taylor Hall ended up in Calgary. Yeah, that but would be who, a nightmare. Who would love it? Oh, well, yeah, Jay probably would. Of that's course he would. Hence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See, Jay was upstairs Hence. today talking about, oh, apparently the Oilers are interested in James Neal. He also kicked like, us. He what? kicked us out for a phone call. Maybe he's trying to. He's trying to plant some stuff. He's yeah, trying he's to get out the there uh, talking to Brad wheels Trey in, Living. The wheels in motion. And he's like, look, I got the Oilers Nation boys. Um, they they're okay with the James Neal reclamation project. So let's make a deal. We'll do Russell two million retained for James Neal, and then the Flames have money to sign Taylor Hall, and then Jay unveils the Taylor Hall Flames jersey he's had since 2010. <laughs> this is a big long game that he's been doing forever. <laughs> and so one of the Smitty jerseys is coming off the wall here, and it's going to be replaced with a. I don't know what number he'd want to wear down there, but it's going to be a place with a, a Hall Flames jersey. Absolutely. Oh, it's terrifying. See, I could see it. I can see it now. Jay cruising the concourse at the horrible Saddle Dome wearing his Taylor Hall Flames jersey. Number 94. A Flames onesie underneath it. Flames onesie. He just acquired it. He's been wearing it underneath all his clothes for years now. Would you guys welcome a Taylor Hall return? Yes. You'd be foolish Ew. not to. Did I answer that fast enough? It's so silly that we're that we're worried about about a guy that was just is just one year removed from being a Hart Trophy winner, dragged to New Jersey into the playoffs. Yeah, and and now we're like, well, I don't know, he was a bad guy in the locker room. Like if you if you get an offer for a trade, and we're not, you know, I mean, you have no idea what the what the deal would look like, but but if it's a reasonable offer and you turn that down. You got to give your head a shake. Like, let's list off all of the like Hart Trophy winners recently. It's Taylor Hall, Connor McDavid, Patrick Kane, Carey Price, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Malkin. Those are like the past few years. Would you really say no to any of those guys? No, of course not. The only reason I would say no to Taylor Hall is not because I don't want Taylor Hall. It's just after he has this one year left, he gonna get paid. Yeah. That's the only reason. Just purely economical. Now so, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago that. There's a certain time in which NHL players, you might want to, your heart is going to want to sign them again, but it might be business-wise best to uh, pass up on. And Taylor's technically in that spot. When he gets his new contract, he's going to be 27, 28. You're talking. And he has dealt with injuries in his career. We're going 35, 36 yep. is when the contract's going to be. Because if you sign him to an extension, a, if, you, if you trade for him, it's eight years. That's what I mean. Here. That's what I mean. I is you're, gonna look, you're looking at a time where is he going to be worth it at? 33, 34, 35, 36. That, and you're going to have to sign him for the seven or eight years, depending on whether you have him before or not, because he's not going to sign a four or a five year. It'd be silly for him. So you've got to sign him for the seven or eight. Are you still willing to do that, knowing damn well that a lot of guys start to go down 
33 years old. Are you taking a shot at Milan Lucic on his 31st birthday right now? <laughs> was it that? No, that was just the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So one thing, the New Jersey Devils, they won the draft lottery and they have um, a Jack Hughes coming into the mix. One thing about the New Jersey Devils is they struggle is their blue line is bad. So let's say they need a right-handed shutdown defenseman. Maybe Adam Larson. Would you pull the trigger on a one-for-one deal, Adam Larson for Taylor Hall, right now, even if it meant Hall was walking in free agency at the end of next season? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would. Yeah. Why not? Easy. It'd be fun. I don't know if I would. Oh. I like, like, I just think Larson, if, he's, if you know he's walking at the end of the season, I don't know. Because there's also the, uh, the uh, possibility of losing Larson in the expansion draft. He only has two years left in his yeah. career, right? Yeah. Two more years. Him and Nugent Hopkins, both two years left. you got to start thinking about long-term with those two. Because Rick just said, you're getting into that age, so you're going to have Nugent Hopkins an eight-year extension. But Yeah, like I five. said, Nugent's going to be in, there, in that area too, exactly. right? Ageless wonder. Uh, I do, for a guy like Nugent, I think I would though. And I would have, be a little more confident in doing it just because of the way he plays the game. There's a lot of... Uh, he's got a lot of hockey sense, so he puts himself in the right position. If physically you start to dwindle a bit, I don't think it's going to affect his game as much as, you know, a different type of player. So I think with a Nuge, I'd be confident in giving him that seven-year, eight-year contract at the 27, 28-year-old mark or whatever it's going to be. And I would argue that with Larson as well, though. I think Larson's the kind of guy that can play defense for you in a solid role for years to come. And he's but not going to he's not going to he's only going to get slower though. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And but we, I think he's I think he slides into if you if you project Bouchard to be our excuse me to be our number one right defenseman in 2 years, 3 years time. So again, yeah. I want to take another shot at Jay for saying he doubts Evan Bouchard now. Where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. What? Jacob you know, he, like, he brought it up upstairs. He was, oh, I, was I don't know about Evan Bouchard. Yeah, he was a little more. Uh, I was setting up because you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. He was a little more fence sitting at that point. He, yeah, he's. <laughs> I want to be wrong here, guys. I want to be a really good player, but what the fuck. This it's is like, what has he seen? What has he seen? Unless he's, I mean, Craig Button has the flames angle there, so maybe he believes everything Craig Button has to say. It was a lack of physicality. Unbelievable. Which, like, I mean, in the modern NHL, would you rather have a D-man that's good at taking hits or a D-man that's good at moving the puck? Exactly. Yeah, like we just had we've, Alex Petrovic. We've been begging for a puck-moving defenseman for how long? One. And now we have one, and now our biggest Flames fan, resident Flames fan, thinks that he's not going to be it. I think what the boys are saying is that Jay's hockey takes, they stink. Well, it's the summer. <laughs> and what, what needs oh, to happen see what you're doing there. <laughs> is we need to go... To our friends at thepogstore.com uh, the to get some kind of mobile unit that can fit in Jay's mouth to Whoa. clear up those stinky <laughs> hockey takes. Maybe yeah. the fridge unit. Smaller, compact, meant for smaller areas. Or maybe we just have some kind of battery pack that we strap to Jay's back and we plug one in to make sure that his takes smell fresh. And or they, the just, has- they just suck all of his foul-smelling tastes up, and nobody has to interact with them or see them or smell them ever. Either way, we're winning. Does Thanks the for pog, our friends at the pog store. The pog eats hot takes? Of course. Kills 98% of household odors caused by bacteria and fungus. You tell me Jay's hot takes aren't well, you qualified can put there? A, you have your Thanksgiving dinner. You put a pog unit right in the middle of the table, and it absorbs all of the bad content from your distant relatives, talking weird stuff, talking <laughs> flat earth, talking like that kind of thing. That's what it's there for. Freshens and purifies the air naturally using the power of ozone and eliminates odors without the use of dangerous chemicals. Head on over to thepogstore.com to try their 30-day odor-free challenge. Why, Cam? 
because you deserve a fresh smelling workspace. Yeah, I mean, if you're one of those people like Dan, who doesn't like to bathe, yep. You can, <laughs> you can I actually, use, I we actually have a pog strapped to Dan right now. I used my uh, my pog there last week when the city was all smoke all the time. It absorbed yes. all the smoke. We and were now the big smoke. Um, I we had a we had a window that's left open in the basement and. The smoke smell was quite heavy in the bedroom. So I put the pog in there, set it to go for uh, two-hour intervals, uh, 30 minutes at a time, and bingo, bango, bongo, no more smoke smell. Fresh as a daisy. What if we just like went on a, a, uh, like a rip around the hende and dropped a pog every like 10 feet, and we put down like 10,000 pogs? Well, I know Rick was working on a project last week where he said we should just go around the city and plug them in to get rid of the smoke, and here we are a week later, no smoke. So Rick, nice job. Thank you. Easy. Pogstore.com, head on over there, freshen your life. Big picture thinking. Big picture thinking. Gentlemen, I want to touch on the Stanley Cup finals. St. Louis Blues took a 3-2 lead in the series last night. Controversial. Thanks, refs. Controversial. We've talked about refs a lot on the podcast lately. Thankfully, Chris, the intern, is no longer here to give the ref guild angle so we can talk Yeah, he can't defend them at all. What did you guys think of the missed call slash... Cam Neely throwing water bottles in the press box or whatever you want to talk about. Dan, go ahead. Well, I know Chris would agree with me. And <laughs> and I just, you know, I know that in my heart of hearts. The referees fucked up again. And here we are, as Bag Milk said, the Stanley Cup playoffs have been going on for, what, five weeks? We've had an episode every week, and we've at least mentioned the referees every time. So this time, they miss. They miss. I think Bruins fans are really upset about two calls specifically. They missed the headshot. On uh, that was Sunfist hitting um, a D man. Yeah, yeah, and it was, it was like Krug? eerily similar Krug. to the Savard hit from and a Krug couple of years that, ago. Is that the one in the bottom right corner? No, that one was up towards the blue line. It was a headshot. It was in the defensive zone. Someone was breaking it out, and Sunfist came in and he chucked his elbow up. Well, they have one that's being uh, one that's going to out. NHL DOPS. Barbashev is yeah. checking out the hit on uh, Johansson. Oh, that that, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah, was the, totally Krug, the Krug one. I want to see the other angle though, because I thought his head was turned but already, the other... and he didn't. I just want to see the other angle because I think it was it was a bigger hit, and I don't know if it was uh, head contact or initial point of contact or what, because he his head was as I keep turning my head, his head was turned a bit at the time. So it was. I wanted to see a different angle. They didn't have it. There was no call on it. I wasn't horribly upset about it. But at the end of the day, I th- because this game is so fast. Some of these things are going to happen. And I think in order to help get rid of the injuries, we have to attack it from two different angles. One, everyone be a little more attentive. But two, can we please get all of this equipment that is meant to hurt people? Can we please reduce it? Can we get back to equipment that is there to protect you and not hurt the other guy? We don't need... Um, football shoulder pads. You need something much smaller that's going to absorb some of the shock when you hit the boards, that's going to protect you from if the puck hits you up at the upper, upper body, but you don't need this big hard plastic. And that is definitely part of the reason why there's so many more concussions these days. Yeah, I agree. I think equipment has shifted from... Uh, protective to protective offensive. To, yeah, exactly, where you... Uh, you were you used to be protecting yourself from getting hit by pucks. Yes, getting hit by, like you said, hitting the boards. Yes, that kind of thing. And now it's now it's more protecting, quote unquote, protecting for contact. 
which is the problem. You're it's, trying to initiate the conflict. Yeah. You're trying to direct. The, it's now aggressive. It's the big it's thing. It's supposed to defend you. Now it's aggressive. Yeah. And it has been since the early 90s. I had shoulder pads when I was playing in like midget. Back in I couldn't my put, day. Yeah, yeah, it's way back. <laughs> I couldn't put my hands up. Like I could not do a, a field uh, yeah. touchdown sign. Yeah. I couldn't put my arms up like that. Often cap, you do that in hockey. Yeah, exactly. The cap, <laughs> the shoulder caps right there. Were, all I could do is flex if I scored another hat trick. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I just uh, and look at this. Look know. at the elbow pads, man. They need go they back, need go, fighting in the game, though. That's the I agree that, to me. You. That's the big thing. It's I just, agree, but it's they, the little, this equipment is is creating a lot of injuries. Look at elbow pads. They are massive. They are massive, and they're almost pointed now. Yeah, and then go back and and look at the '80s and look what those guys were wearing back then. Well, even like. You could have the plastic, but then just put a covering of foam or something wrap over it. Bubble wrap. Yeah, and you just have it like around your elbow. It does not need to come out in straight lines like Craig Ludwig's uh, shin pads used to be. What if everybody on the ice was naked, just wearing skates? Go ahead. Thoughts? Keep going. Man, just think of how cautious everybody would be out there. I think then you'd really, it would help you a lot. You could be able no to No raising the tell. puck. No raising the puck. <laughs> Flat blades would come back. You'd be back. able to like kind of tell a player's confidence level. <laughs> Players are gonna. If we do lower the con or lower the equipment level, do we think that that's gonna lead to more players getting injured by Shea Weber shot? Or? No, because how often does the shot go and hit you square on the elbow? Where you're like, oh, thank God, I have these massive elbow pads. That just saved me. Yeah, well, Char should have been wearing. And a I still think like your uh, your chest can still be like Kevlar or something like that, but your chest is in the issues. It's your elbows and your shoulder tops. That's where you're getting. That's where you're getting silly. And now when you start to dress these guys like this. They, the hitter doesn't feel any pain. Therefore, they go they go balls to the wall there. You couldn't do that back in the 80s because if you're going to hit a guy that hard, it's going to hurt you a bit too. Yep. And that's why you got more hip checks. Yeah. Everybody loves a good hip check. Oh, I love it. Unfortunately, fixing the equipment doesn't stop the second most egregious, I guess maybe the most egregious missed call in that game Bozak. last night, which was the Bozak trip that swept uh, the leg. By the way, St. Louis, apparently, I just saw a video before we started of a St. Louis guy saying that that uh, uh, the Bruins player flopped very clearly to him. He uh, he got hit in the leg, and then well, three seconds his, he later... He took his sweet-ass time getting up. Let's be real. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, like, yeah, Jesus that's Christ. for sure. He, he definitely down. He, they say, he was they, laying on the ice. They say, they say he banged his head. But you can hit your head on the ice sometimes and relatively not feel it. That's and what that you, wear, was that's what you of, wear a helmet for. Exactly. That's, that's kind of what it looked like to me. It didn't look like it was a... When his head hit the ice, he was like looking for a call there. Arms in the air. You could have skated, and you could have done something about the play and helped and stop that second goal. The thing but that I want to talk about is I feel more important that the game itself or players looking like they're in the Legion of Doom these days, the fight that broke out in the stands amongst the Bruins fans, I like that. That's the content I was there for. You I'm confused give... how... Okay, it's the, it's the Stanley Cup final. It's a very pivotal game. Emotions are high. Emotion now. Alcohol this, level is high. This is what gets me though. This is what gets me though. What is happening? Where you're going to fight another Bruins fan? It's literally just. Boston. You guys should be like arm in arm, hand in hand. That is not what we're people all. In Boston like, are like. We're going. <laughs> it's not what people yeah, in Boston are like. We, if it was a St. Louis fan and a Boston fan, I get it. But what are the two guys complaining about? Like, well, Chara shouldn't be. No, yes, he should be. That's the wrong power. I want to see them use the box. No, they should use a, a, it's a like guy. It's like a 500 level at Red Sox game. People beat the shit out of each other all the time. I loved. There's two things I love from that, and it, the two things you, as you said, Coom, it's just very Boston. Is one mm. the the in-house DJ 
pulling out the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme. And there's no other Coincidence, reason. Coincidence, though. If you, no, there's no, no, if you look at the ice, that. there was players skating to the bench. There was nothing happening 100% he saw that that fight was going on and he did the Stone Cold. I, you can't prove anything otherwise. Okay, someone out here in internet land has to go figure this out. Someone's got to find it. Somebody knows the guy. Someone's got to ask a deep him. I have the, but I have the video. You have the video and there's nothing happening on the ice that corresponds to playing Stone Cold. Steve. If that was Edmonton, do you think you'd be able to see it? Like I'm just thinking, like in the arena, mean? in the arena, can the can, where's the DJ? Oh, I, yeah, I have no idea here. where the DJ is in TD. So there is, or there is a chance it is a, coinc- a crazy coincidence because there's yeah. a chance he didn't see but it. But it just doesn't. It doesn't. It's pretty random. The, the song like in didn't a stoppage play. Stoppage and play, like random time that they're yeah. just like, let's throw on fucking. Steve. Hey, some players are skating to the bench. The universe just pulls off no. the right move at the right no, time. You're don't like, believe it. Hey. So the second part of that though that I loved was um, so Barstool's president El Presidente. Uh, Dave Portnoy got assaulted by a St. Louis Blues fan in Game Four. Got Allegedly hit in the towel. In yeah, you have to look at the uh, have to look at the video to see that one. But then he put out a tweet to all Bruins fans for them to stay classy. And within minutes, this video of everybody fighting up in the in the three hundred level are going at each other. The Rick and I were talking cool. about it before, though. They're, they're like these guys were they were scrapping on different stair levels. Well, one guy starts running up. Like it's fucking the movie 300. If you're going to do that, <laughs> he's, he stopped because there's like three stars between. If you're going to do that, you keep going. You go for that spear. You go for that body tackle. Yeah. And then you get on top. And then you start to start the lawnmower on top of him. You don't run up three stairs short and then start swinging. I don't like I have ridiculously long arms and I'd be in trouble trying to do that. <laughs> A, in any fight ever, you never give up the high ground, which... Um, One half of that group made that mistake. But you got to respect that guy. Like, he's straight up just, like, charging up the <laughs> stairs like it's the Battle of Thermopylae. And he's trying oh, yeah. to take down the Persians. But he stopped. And he was going to lose. And he lost. That was the issue. I like the people that were around not wanting to get involved, but very much enjoying the show. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of yelling. There's a, a lot, lot of, of Hey, hey, hey. I want to know how many videos got screwed up because they tried to pull their phone out so fast and get there and they yeah. didn't hit the button. Or, you know, they just took pictures of it and they're like, fuck. It's just it's it's such a funny thing when people are are shocked and appalled at the behavior of drunk hockey fans, drunk Boston hockey, drunk fans, Boston man. hockey fans. It's just but just fans in general. I mean, like I've seen fights in Rexall. I've seen fights in Commonwealth. Under I the, saw two uh, ladies pushing each other at the Garth Brooks concert I went to. I saw two girls get into a fight on the LRT <laughs> after an Eskimos game. Game two of the of the uh, 2017 Stanley Cup run by the Oilers, uh, playoff run by the Oilers, uh, a dude in my section popped a guy in front of him because he wouldn't sit back in his seat. He told him twice to sit back in his seat. Third time, Third nope, not anymore. I would be worried if the Bruins fans weren't fighting each other in this game. <laughs> every, every Boston lad with his Irish blood grows up watching wanting the departed. to get, yeah, watching the departed, hearing shipping up to Boston by the dropkick Murphys, and just like what makes their dick move is thinking about getting into a fight <laughs> with another Boston fan at a Boston sporting event. Like yeah. I want to see David Ortiz hit a walk-off double and then punch the guy next to me in the face because that's just what we do. If you win the fight, do you get the better seats afterwards? Oh, I are feel like, like fighting that's for, like, are we fighting, fighting for pink, pink slips? Yeah, yeah. man, now we're talking. They the security security was now pretty quick talking. up there though. The Wait, was it the big, was it the big guy in the blue? Yeah. 
There is one. one. There is one. Guy. I only saw the one but guy. Hey, that was faster than than Saddle Dome responded to my altercation. Well, that's fair. It was faster than anything happens in Commonwealth. I had to go yep. break up a fight last year in the in the stands. Not faster and I had than Rogers, seven though. security guards like just like watching me as I was talking to one guy, like calming him down, and we walked down the stairs a bit. Then there were cops at the bottom. One security guard was like two rows behind us and just sat down and just watched me. I remember going to so, thanks, man. to an Eskimos You're game welcome, two buddy. seasons ago, last season, last game of the season before the playoffs. The Eskimos weren't playing anybody, um, any other starters against the Argonauts. And there was an Argonauts fan that got dragged, like carried out, firemen carry by four security guards before kickoff. The most shocking thing about your story there is that there was an Argonauts fan. Yep, that's sure. fair. That's fair. Get a little CFL content in there. Well, and uh, also, reminder that people in Ontario don't have Wendy's. I'd be angry too. Yeah, last week we had Brock from Daily yeah. Face Off on the podcast. We took him to all the Wendy's locations we could possibly fit in his yep. weekend. He was very excited, very upset that when he goes back to Ontario, he does not have access to Wendy's. It was five dollar bacon eaters uh, last week. So Ninety nine cent Frosties, man. Come on, unbelievable. Elite dollar menu. <laughs> I think what we're all saying is Ontario stinks. Ontario's got a real problem. The solution could come from our friends at thepogstore.com. I don't know how that will bring them Wendy's, but it will clear up the overall environment in Ontario. Baby steps, baby steps. We ain't trying to fix Ontario's Wendy's problem. That's not our job. We pay enough equalization payments. So, the least we can do is kill 98% of household odors caused by bacteria and fungus. That's what we can do. That's what we can contribute to the Ontario scene. We can send our friends in Ontario over to thepogstore.com and freshen and purify the air naturally using the power of ozone. They can all take the 30-day odor-free challenge. Dan, all people in Ontario should be taking the 30-day odor-free challenge. I agree. Why? Because it illuminates odors without the use of dangerous chemicals. You may not have Wendy's, but you can have fresher-smelling air. We've all had a pog now for a while. I think, mm-hmm. Rick, you've had a pog? I have no, not. you haven't had a pog yet. Like, honestly... It just, it it makes the, the room feel better afterwards. Of course it does. After it's all done, it's just, you you feel like you're you're healthier, you're cleaner. Like a summer breeze. Like I don't need a shower. Well, that's why you're wearing one right now. Around his neck, like Flava Flav. Dan has got the portable unit around his neck. No showering required. Thanks to our friends at thepogstore.com. Gentlemen, we've got about 12, 10, 15, 12 minutes left in the podcast. Your M-Talk's on here. We can just keep going. Yeah, we can just talk all we want, Tyler. I hope you're losing all your money. Just kidding. I hope you win. I hope you win big. Why? Because you'll probably lose it in one of your other bets. Now, you promised us each 10%. There's a couple of things I wanted to finish up on. There's some weird, weird shenanigans going on. Like a story that came out of Ottawa this past week that Eric Carlson could be considering a return to Ottawa. Now, there's no way... Eric Carlson is going back to Ottawa, right? No, that's not happening. Did they? Was that article from his perspective, or was it like, "Hey, Ottawa might want to like try was, and bring him it back was again"? A reporter being like, "Oh, someone from the team. There's a source that's saying they're considering the idea of potentially looking at giving a contract to Eric Carlson." So it was one of those like, "Oh, so this has zero to do with Carlson." It's 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 the posturing thing. I remember it was like <laughs> there was a point in time with the Jays every single off season mm-hmm. there would be a report that came out from an unnamed source within the organization that they were going after the biggest free agent. It was like, "Oh, the Jays have put a big offer in for you, Darvish, coming out of Japan," and then it turned out they made like far and away the lowest bid 
So they're gonna maybe they'll throw a contract at Carlson, but it'll be half as much as what anybody else offers. I mean, Melnick is not necessarily, or actually, he's not necessarily. He's not known for being a big spender. Eric Carlson, you could assume, is going to make a big, big contract this summer, especially when it's Uber rides, right? Well, yeah, man, he still owes him three hundred bucks for that Uber ride. He cost that in the contract. I would argue that Carlson is considering all thirty-one teams. If any, if any team throws him money. He's going to consider it. I think that the Senate, if the senators threw him a max contract, he would consider it. He's a he's oh, a yeah, smart for dude. Sure he would. But I don't think anyone. I mean, his wife is from there. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I don't think he 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 said he would have extended with them. Yeah, they just didn't want to because they're cheap. It's a Melnick thing. It's not a Carlson thing. If you're no. going to give it a percentage, he wasn't going to stay there. If you're going to if, give they, it a if they offered him big money, he would have done it. You think you, so? You, oh, no, at, at some at some point, you want to try and win. <laughs> If he, they just, and eight they, years like, in Ottawa is not trying to win. They cut the legs out of their team last year, like. But they yeah. did. They did the most of the cutting after Carlson had left. If you're gonna give, put a percentage on it, zero to hundred, what do you think going to Carlson back to Ottawa? Zero. Zero point one. I'd say there's like a three percent chance. Yeah, like I, I think <laughs> price is right here. Right? <laughs> if he just throws, if he just throws out, if 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 Ottawa came at him with fourteen million dollars per. And the next highest offer he's getting is 10, 10 and a half. Maybe he goes there. For th- I just like, I feel like he's going to end up somewhere that always makes things work, like fucking Tampa or something. Do you know what Tampa I mean? Bay is going to trade away like Tyler Johnson and Callahan. Brian Callahan. And Callahan opens up some money. And then, but they got to pay Braden Point. Too. And then they got to pay Braden Point. Maybe they'll get rid of like Andres Palat or something. And then he's going to sign a deal that's stupid. It's going to be like seven years, eight mil. Dude, don't you think they would consider at least looking? At getting rid of Stamkos? No. No? I don't think so. Why doesn't Pittsburgh go after him? Because they would rather have uh, what's-his-balls for Vancouver that they just traded for and extended. And Good Branson. Good Branson. <laughs> Jack Johnson. Wait, they extended Good Branson? Or, no, sorry, I meant Jack Johnson, but they did trade for Good Branson. Uh, another rumor I want to touch on that seems to be picking up some steam is birthday boy Milan Lushish for Louis Erickson out of Vancouver. This came in in the mailbag. That's going to be going up on Oilers Nation on Monday. Who gets who gets an upgrade in this trade? Let's say it goes through. They who both, wins this trade? They both do. It's one of those ones where it's two players that are kind of playing under a really gray cloud and shipping them out just gives them a fresh start again. Milan's going to come in. Yeah, you're going to have some guys out there who don't like them, some naysayers, but you're also going to have uh, a lot of people just kind of get behind or bringing the hometown boy back, play him properly. I know the contract is a little bit uh, squeamish, but if you play him in the right role... You can get behind him again. The Oilers come out of this deal like handily winning because uh, Erickson doesn't have a no movement clause, so you can leave him unprotected in the expansion draft. Whereas well, I, I Vancouver th- will have to protect Lucci. No, 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 no. You look at Milan and go, listen, this team's not going to pick you. Wave it for the draft. He'll be like, yeah, no, that's right. You don't have to. There's no way Seattle takes a guy like Lucic, so you ask him to wave his fucking no trade for the for the, for the draft, and. But like if said, you, there's no chance. There's if you're no a player chance. and you waive your no move for the expansion you're doing it for draft, the you're also opening yourself up to be traded literally anywhere else. No, I don't know if you. I don't know if it's uh, yeah, if it's thought, like that. I think it's. I think you can say yes for the draft, and then close it again. I we think, would have to look into that. Though. I think it would just be a gentleman's agreement more than anything. I think Coom might be right that if Coom's you waive your right. if you waive your no trade for the expansion draft, but, but the rules are different. Well, maybe a team like Seattle might consider a guy like Lucic in the expansion draft. Captain Milan. Looking at his contract on puckpedia.com right now, his actual dollars drops off a cliff after this year. Yeah. Like what he actually gets paid. In 2020-21, 
he gets a million bucks. Uh, 2.5 the following year, a million bucks in the final year of his deal. So maybe, maybe that could just be like, would they need cap space filled? I don't think given what we saw with Vegas. Yeah, there's, they don't go, they don't go that route. They're, they're going to attack it right away. Like as being Seattle, what Vegas accomplished, you have to come out swinging. You have to make the playoffs in your first year. Is it going to be great though? Like when Seattle finishes dead last, although I said the same thing about Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) I think, sorry, to get back to the question, I think that, Louis Erickson gives Edmonton what we want and One what we wanted. One fewer year left from, on his contract as well. Yep, yeah, and we get and from, just from a pure player standpoint, he gives us a winger that can actually. Yeah, difference has put a little more of a shooter, a little more of a shooter. And then for Lucic going to Vancouver, it gives them something they haven't had since Derek Dorsett, where they had a big guy, a big body that someone's got to watch out for that little PD yep, guy that could kind of create some big, space. Man. I mean, they do have they have Antoine Roussel, and they right gave him over, a, bun- right a bunch of money. Yeah, they got rid of Good Branson, so they don't have that. They get rid of Good sandpaper there anymore. So yeah, I I think it I think it makes sense for both teams. Um, I just except for the the money side of things for Vancouver and like we said with the expansion draft. Cam, you are a resident Toronto guy. Looking at their situation right now, how they've still got Marner to sign, they've got uh, a bunch of players to sign. Actually, do you think there's anything there that the Oilers might be able to pluck from the Toronto Maple Leafs? Getting either Casper Kapanen and Andreas Johnson would be fantastic. Those so guys are, Andreas Janssen, RFA this year, yeah. as is Kapanen, 22 yeah. years Both old. 20 goal scorers. I'm very surprised Kapanen you did not say Yeah, I mean, I've already done the Nylander thing. Like, everyone knows how I feel about that. I think the best thing for the Leafs is if um, someone signs Marner to a big RFA offer sheet. It's not going to happen. I mean, it never does. But if they could get someone to give up four or even two first-round picks for Marner and then they go and flip the money and turn it around and sign Eric Carlson, that's like a pretty big win. Because you, you then suddenly solved your blue line issue. You have the best offensive it, defenseman in the league. Uh, and you have two more first-round uh, picks you can use. I'll tell you what. When was the last time he was that? He was the, the top-end defenseman? I think he's plateaued. I think he's plateaued. He's not getting any better. He's not getting any younger. So his, his, his skill level is going to stay where it is. And it's going to start going down. I would not touch Eric Carlson with a 10-foot pole. Uh, maybe like a three- or four-year contract, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean like... And he's, they're not, he's, he's going to get the max one. His game's largely based around... Like passing mobility, mobility. yeah. And I mean, this year, despite having the injuries that he had, like he's walking around. He was at the Golden State Warriors Raptors game the day of surgery. Yeah, exactly. He's walking around with like a limp and shit like that. But even with his groin injury and his foot injury and this and that, he put up forty-five points, fifty-three games. He put up sixteen points in nineteen games in the playoffs. Like he's still good. If you're if you're a team like Toronto, do you? They're trying to win in the next three. Yeah, but Toronto might might want to try and find a more of a value contract. But I mean, like on this market, the next best demand is Tyler Myers, who sucks ass. So like, which apparently the uh, the Jets want to re-sign Tyler Myers as Why? well. <laughs> the guy hasn't been good since his rookie year. He's like the Cam Ward of defensemen. See, wouldn't they? See, I I, I heard something the other day where you didn't bring a, his name up, but Nazem Kadri. Nasty Nazem. Now, if you're Toronto, do you not look at moving him to Winnipeg for Truba? Yeah, I mean. You could, and then but, all of a sudden, now look, just uh, that's the type of that's the type of player I'm talking about. Instead of going after the big fish in Carlson, yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah, I, I'd rather have Truba. I just I really like the idea of Carlson in Toronto, just because it would bother Sens fans a lot. I, I know I love the idea of Carlson in Toronto because I think it would be a detriment to them. It would it, quickly. Could, it would be long term, but not quickly. Like if you're adding Eric Carlson to the Leafs in 2019 20, that, what that price? makes them very good. What price? Let's say 10 mil per year, and Marner's out. I Two first-round picks coming. I think he. I think he gets more than eleven, though. Well, uh, maybe eleven's right. Maybe eleven's right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's getting more than maybe eleven. 10, what, what, ten and a half. 
Still, that's big money. Though. That it is. Big smoke. It's not. It was, it's nothing. It was, to be. Wasn't it? Um, it wasn't it Burns who just signed. Burns got eight mil. Yeah, so you got eighty-eight over. Yeah. yeah. So when Dowdy signed ten mil, I mean, I don't see him going over what Dowdy got. I don't know. He's not better than Dowdy right now. Not right now. It was if, a few you, years if, ago, you're, if you're Carlson, if you're in Carlson camp, you have to assume that you are just as good, if not better. And than also, Dowdy. you said like he left Ottawa because he wants to win, right? And if you want to win and you want to, you know, be close to home, the perfect situation for you is Toronto, right? Your wife's from Ottawa. Then you're playing in the superior city, the superior team with an actual chance to win. <laughs> I mean, like, let's, let's be real here. Toronto's better than fucking Ottawa. And they're, they're, they're close to winning. It makes sense for Toronto to throw some money at them if they it had does. If, they, if, if they you had lose Marner, then... But they're not going to. I still think they go after us better value in like a Truba. I think that'd be better for them. The Marner story is going to be really interesting to see how that plays out because he's the Toronto kid. Uh, he's looking for big money. The thing that I don't understand about Marner is Leafs fans expecting that he should take a discount when nobody else well, did. Well, they pumped him up all year. Like, all they did all year was jerk off about how good he was. I remember there was a big argument about him and Leon Dreisaitl. They said he's heads and tails better. So we, and, and then now it's coming down to it, and they're like, there's no way he should make more than Dreisaitl. And it's like, what? Your argument just completely, like... That's because they, they were arguing from two different exactly. perspectives there. <laughs> yeah, it's This kid's great. This kid's great. Oh, shit, we got to pay him now? This Ma- kid's not that like, great. This kid's not that great. Matthews didn't take any kind of a discount. Like, that contract for them... If if, if in, in, in a role reversal, if the Edmonton Oilers signed McDavid for the Matthews contract, which was five years, and... Exactly. That says something We would have gotten roasted by Absolutely. that fan base relentlessly. Absolutely. And that, that contract is bad. Like, if he's only signing five years, then you don't throw that cash. He he could could he not walk after five? Yeah, he's a UFA after five. Yeah, they bought one year of his. Yeah, one year of RFA. And you're a Marner. You're not going to sign for more than that Fuck unless that. the dollars are more. You want me for seven or eight? Pay me more. But than Marner this thinks kid. Marner thinks he's as good as, if not better, than Matthews. And I mean, the stats back it up because Matthews is injured all the time. Do you think there's Marner's any... was the, Marner was the leading scorer, so he can ask for more money. Do you he... think there's anything to the fact that Matthews is a center, Marner's is a winger? The wingers are generally valued a little bit less. Yeah, definitely. Like from a value perspective, like Matthews is the better player. But then what it comes down to is, so Matthews signed his deal midway through this year. Uh, he had seventy three points in sixty eight games, which is like his what, what's career that? year. Exactly. Yeah, that's a ninety point pace. Marner this year put up ninety four points. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's a very strong argument to say that Marner deserves a bigger contract than Matthews. Easily. If you're if you're his camp, that's what you're asking for. You have to. That's the whole point of being an agent. That's the whole point. And of, people, of Leafs fans are sitting career. here thinking, "Oh no, Marner's uh, going to sign for eight years, seven point five. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get like he's gonna ask for like twelve. Yeah, no, he, I, as he should. He wants to be the second highest paid player behind Connor McDavid in the NHL. I think it's interesting that how contracts have changed a little bit in the sense that Marner's talked about potentially exploring his off options as they go into July first. Uh, same with old what's his balls there in Winnipeg. Line A. Line A, same thing. Potentially exploring his options out in Winnipeg as well. So we'll see what happens. There's going to be some RFA drama this summer. Someone should offer sheet point. Braden point. Yep. I would love to see more offer sheets. I would love three, it. Those are three guys who legit could get one. Well, I maybe Both not Line A Both Toronto much, are in a cap situation that's difficult. Winnipeg matches anything on Line A because yep. they have tons of cap room. Yep. Colorado matches anything on Ranton and same thing, but... Point and Marner, it's like those are your guys. Know, man. If you're the Go Carolina Hurricanes, fuck it. Go after them. Stop making friends with everybody. Live your life. No kidding. Stop making friends. Entertain us. You know it'd be entertaining. Barn fights. That came about 
after the Dustin Penner offer sheet. More challenges of barn fights. I want to go ahead and thank watch Kyle Dubas getting his ass kicked in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir, no more. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, I want to thank our friends at Sherwood for the Giant, of course, and at Pog for making this all possible, and all of you for listening. And I'm going to go ahead and request that you share, retweet, tell a friend, tell your auntie, tell your coworkers about Oilers Nation Radio. You can download and subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcast from. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Shout out, Damien. Best wishes. Well, we've talked, Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.